All right, it is that time of the week. We dive into our Big 12 football picks against the spread. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's always great to be here with you guys. And these picks are brought to you by our friends at mybookie.com, where with our promo code Big 12, that's Big 1 2, you get a 100% sign up bonus. Double your deposit right now at mybookie.com by using our promo code Big 12 and get in on our picks as we get you set for week four in the Big 12 Conference. We are a game under 500 on our picks this season. Hoping that this is the week we snap out of that malaise. It hasn't been a bad start to the season. It just hasn't been a a great start to the season is kind of how I would put it. So we're sitting there at about the 500 mark and rallied 4-4 four and four last week against the spread. So that would make us 9-10 and 10 in our picks so far this season against the numbers. So let's get to it and make sure you use mybookie.com because also you double that money right out of the gates. You can use it for... The NFL, of course, whatever you want to bet, Major League Baseball. Uh, But, of course, the Big 12 is where our bread is buttered. And get in because conference play is starting in full force this weekend, by the way. So now's the chance to dive in, get those picks in, and let's get into it at heartlandcollegesports.com. We will start, and we'll just go in order of the games, by the way. We'll start with Texas taking on Texas Tech. The Longhorns are seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. And Texas, you know, despite all the issues, firing Tom Herman, everything else going back to last year, Texas has been a pretty good team against the spread. They are 7-3 and three against the spread against Texas Tech in their last 10 games. So that's going back a decade, but they've got Tech's number. They are 4-1, and one, by the way, against the spread in their last five games overall, dating back to last season. So Texas, it's not like they're one of those blue bloods that's been a bad pick against the spread. They've been a good pick against the spread. Overall lately, and then against Texas Tech, historically speaking. And then you look at this game, right? And say, okay, B. John Robinson, best running back in the Big 12. Uh, This team, if you look at the rushing offense, is second in the Big 12 in rushing yards per game. Going up against Texas Tech, who right now technically has the number two rushing defense in the league. But here's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm just not buying that. I'm not. I don't believe that Texas Tech actually has the second-best rushing defense in the Big 12. All right, not based on who they played. Houston, Dana Holgerson, you know, wants to sling it around. Stephen F. Austin and FIU, sorry. Bijan Robinson, different animal, different beast. Guys, best running back in the league, and that is going to cause major, major issues for the Red Raiders in this one. And then, of course, Texas is home. Casey Thompson, not a lot of tape on the guy. Uh, Heck, you may even see some Hudson guards, so you're kind of preparing for two quarterbacks if you're Matt Wells. And after what I saw in the bounce back last week against Rice following that bad loss to Arkansas, I just don't see Steve Sarkeesian having some of the issues that Tom Herman had where his guys just wouldn't play up or, or to par with their competition. I don't see that. And don't forget last year's game when Texas came back from, what, 15 points down with a couple minutes left to win. So I'm confident that Texas can take care of business in this game. What I would do and what I will do is take Texas minus 7.5, meaning you may have to buy half a point because Texas in most places is favored right now by 7.5. So that's what I would do. 
on this Texas-Texas Tech game. Give me Texas minus seven by the half a point if you have to. TCU-SMU. So TCU is uh, 4-1-1 in their last six games as a favorite. Interestingly enough, they're only getting 45% of the bets this week, meaning 55% of bettors are on SMU. But the line is moving in TCU's favor. That means that the big money is on TCU because the line opened up at eight and a half. It has moved to nine and a half, despite the fact that TCU is getting less overall bets than is SMU, which tells me the big money is on TCU in this game. I am hammering TCU. I have seen Gary Patterson, by the way, uh, talk about this extensively this week. He's fired up. He's he's pissed. Like someone asked, hey, are you looking ahead to Texas next week? And he's like, I had a bye week, and I watched one team, and that was SMU. And considering SMU has been dumb enough, I just can't believe it. They've been dumb enough to give bulletin board material to TCU. You've got players like Rasheed Rice saying that they were scared to play SMU last year. I th- This is not the Gary Patterson you want to face. I think that TCU, who's going to be at home, by the way, is going to run SMU out of the building. And uh, they are going to get that iron skillet back. Remember, these two teams didn't play last year. TCU had COVID issues. They tried to reschedule. They couldn't have it. So SMU, the last time these two teams played, SMU pulled off that three-point win. Gary Patterson, like, this is not just, uh, you know, non-conference group of five team. Gary Patterson gets lit for this game, all right? I guarantee you that loss to SMU two years ago still bothers him. He's coming off a bye week. And I'm just I'm confident that they are going to steamroll an SMU team that barely got by Louisiana Tech, uh, that yes rolled North Texas and and won their opener as well against uh, who was it Abilene Christian. That's great, different beast, different defense. Max Duggan, I'm all on TCU in this one. All right, so give me the Horn Frogs minus nine and a half. Then we've got uh, Duke and Kansas. I I, I want to pick Kansas. I really do. Like, I, I, I want to do it, um, but I just can't. I can't. I, I'm going Duke minus 16, and here's why. First off, Kansas, as bad as they've been, they have not been good against the spread. Sometimes when teams are bad, like, they get really favorable spreads, and they always cover even if they're really bad. Kansas doesn't for whatever reason. Uh, they they just they don't get the benefit of the doubt in this situation. So you look at these numbers, and Kansas in their last thirteen games has one ten and two against the spread. Let me repeat that: one ten and two against the spread in their last thirteen games. Not overall against the spread. All right, so you've got a Duke team that is home, that is coming off a win against Northwestern, that. Uh, you know, and that's not a Northwestern team that's great, but still, that's a Big Ten win. That's pretty good. Meantime, KU is coming off that really bad loss at Baylor or against Baylor at home. And I don't think Baylor's the team that um, some Baylor fans seem to think they have this year. I've got to see it to believe it. I've noted that many times this week. And you lose 45-7 to against the Baylor Bears at home, now you go on the road. It's not that I think Duke is some barn burner, but I you know, I don't see how I can take KU plus 16. All right, so Duke, by the way, they're good early in the season. 13-6 and six against the spread in September in their last 19 September games. So for what that's worth, Duke's better early in the season. 
They're at home for a third straight week. KU's traveling halfway across the country. I will take Duke minus the 16 points. Then we've got Iowa State and Baylor. Cyclones are seven-point favorites in this one in Waco. Here's part of what this game comes down to for me. Baylor, for as good as they have been, with wins over Texas State, Texas Southern, and Kansas, has not been good, believe it or not, against the running game. They are right now ranked eighth in Big 12 rushing defense, giving up 116 yards per game. You're going up against an Iowa State team that has Brees Hall that appeared to have gotten things going a little bit on offense. I know it was a bad UNLV team, but still they got things going on that side of the ball. Brees Hall had a game that he needed to have, and now you go on the road with, I'm not going to say the best running back in the Big 12 based on what I've seen so far this year. That's Bijan Robinson. But let's say one of the top three best running backs in the Big 12 to Baylor, who has not been good against the run despite playing very mediocre, and that's a nice way to put it, very mediocre competition. That gets things going early for Iowa State. That then opens things up for Brock Purdy in this game to me. And then you look at the other side of things as well, and you got to say as as good as Baylor has been this year in giving up sacks, and they've been really good, Baylor's only given up one sack in three games. They have not seen a defensive line like Iowa State's. They have not seen a, a, a pass rush like Iowa State's. And that is going to give Gary Bohannon some problems in this game. A lot of problems in this game. So I'm taking Iowa State minus the seven points against Baylor. I wouldn't go higher than that. I've seen the line move a little bit. I'm going Iowa State minus seven in Waco. And Iowa State, we're not in October yet. It's not Brocktober yet. But they're 6-3 and three against the spread in their last nine Big 12 games. So basically, that was their number last year in conference games. 6-3 and three against the spread in Big 12 play. As, as disappointing as Matt Campbell is in non-conference play, he clearly gets his teams better with each passing week. That's, that's what Matt Campbell does. And you can knock it because it costs them early in the season, especially against an Iowa, it seems like, every year. And it's not good for, like, college football playoff chances, which obviously they had hopes of this season. But you can't doubt that they steadily get better. And I think this week the rushing attack, led by Brees Hall, is going to then open things up for the passing attack for Iowa State. And that will lead the Cyclones to a comfortable win over Baylor. And they will cover those seven points in Waco. Next up, Kansas State taking on Oklahoma State in this one. All right, K-State is, depending on where you look, five and a half, six and a half points. Here's what I'm doing. My bookie has got it at five and a half. I'm buying the half a point. K-State plus six over Oklahoma State on the road. Uh, Just the numbers against the spread back this up very well, and let me explain here. First off, K-State, eight and four against the number in their last 12 games. Eight and two against the spread in their last 10 against Oklahoma State. And they are 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10 road games. I mean, those are great tidbits that you want to take to the bank if you're looking at the Kansas State side of this, as I am. Meantime, Oklahoma State is 1-5 against the spread in their last six games against Big 12 teams. They are 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10 games overall. Oklahoma State's a few plays away from being 0-3 against Missouri State, Tulsa, and Boise State. Not exactly, you know, murderers row the 27 Yankees here. 
They have struggled, clearly struggled. And uh, they can win this game, but six points, I mean, it opened up at like eight or nine, and it quickly got bet down. So I'm taking K-State. If you got to buy a half a point, buy a half a point. I'm taking them plus six in this one, and I think the rushing offense is going to be a big reason why. You look at what Kansas State has done so far this season, led, of course, by Deuce Vaughn on the ground. Now you've got Will Howard on the road, and they're going up against Oklahoma State rush defense that's been solid, but it's middle of the pack right now, despite their mediocre competition. Oklahoma State's rushing defense is ranked fifth in the Big 12, despite the fact that they haven't exactly played you know, the greatest offense in the world here. They played, as I mentioned, Missouri State, Tulsa, and Boise State. So give me Kansas State on the ground. It will stay low scoring. And even if they come up short, this this just smells like a 20-17 to 17 type of game with the way these two teams have been playing so far this season with the defenses clearly carrying the load for both of these teams. And then when it comes to, of course, special teams, uh, you know, that's always been Kansas State's bread and butter, and that could end up being a difference maker in this one. So keep an eye on that, K-State plus six. And then it's Oklahoma, West Virginia. OU is home, and they are 17-point favorites. I'm rolling with the Sooners, minus 17. They've got West Virginia's number. They have under Lincoln Riley. West Virginia is 0-5-1 against the spread in their last six games against the Sooners. This game is in Norman, prime time. Oklahoma's due for a big-time performance, breaking out of that cycle that they've been in the last couple of weeks. OU has not looked great. And you've got West Virginia coming off a huge emotional win over an old rival in Virginia Tech. I think there's a hangover there going on the road in prime time against OU, an OU team that is angry, that probably got beat up in practice after you know having a tough game against Nebraska. And, yes, I've got questions about OU and that offense and the way Spencer Rattler has played. I'm not saying that they're the OU that we all thought they were going to be before the season. They have not played like that thus far. But also, Jarrett Dagey on the road against a really good OU defense? No way. I mean, I'm sorry, but no way am I making that bet. I just I, I cannot do it with what I've seen. From this guy. No way, no how. It's going to be a long night for him. Love Letty Brown, but um, I think Oklahoma will basically say, we're going to shut down Letty Brown and make Jarrett Dagey beat us. And I don't see that coming close to happening. So I think OU has that breakout game that it needs, and they cover that number. I will take Oklahoma minus 17 against West Virginia in this one. And you know what I'm going to do, actually? Because I've seen it 16 in some places. I'll buy half a point and take OU minus 16 and a half is what I'll do. So we've got uh, Texas minus seven. Buy the half a point if you have to. TCU minus nine and a half against SMU. Duke minus 16 against KU. Iowa State minus seven against Baylor. K-State plus six against Oklahoma State. And then Oklahoma minus 16 and a half against West Virginia. There are your picks for the week. We appreciate you guys, as always, joining us here on the show, being a part of it. And don't forget about our friends at mybookie.com. Use our promo code BIG12, that is BIG12, for a 100% deposit bonus on your first deposit. 
And as always, we've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie waiting for you when you leave a rating and a review on this show. Just send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo. Take out 60 seconds, leave a five-star rating, leave a review. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I'll get you a koozie for all your tailgates this season. All right, I got them on back order right now. More are ordered in. We'll be sending them out next week to all of you guys. Thank you so much for that. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday with our Week 4 Reaction Recap Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the weekend.